oftentimes when we see something that aligns with our goals and the person that we want to be, we immediately go to the obstacles as to why that hasn't happened already and why it can't happen. And this is especially prevalent when it comes to fitness because we are, but it carries in every aspect of your life, but we are very conditioned to see what the obstacles are in front of us. And it's very easy to pinpoint them, especially this year. Gyms are closed. I don't have any equipment at home. I don't have all of the support that I need. I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And what I would like to challenge with this mindset is if you find yourself reason, like naming all of the reasons why you can't when you are presented with something that you want to do, I think you should stop right there. And ultimately, we're going to give you some ideas and some tools in this podcast to overcome some of those obstacles because I'm not saying they're not real. They are very real obstacles, but your response to obstacles is the most important thing. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and fad diets, How do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. And welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. I'm Rachel, and it's 2021. It's 2021. We made it. Kind of crawling in. (laughs) (laughs) We're definitely crawling, like on our last bit of hope and energy. Like memes that are like, if I hear anyone say like 2021's my year, like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit. Like everyone, come in quietly. Don't say nothing. Sit down. <laughs> Don't about it. anyone off. See what we're working with. <laughs> Read the room, guys. Quietly. <laughs> quietly into 2021. Now burst in. Do you? Yeah, sudden okay. Boost. Question actually for you guys. Entering 2021, do you feel, well, I'm going to ask Rachel this first. Do you feel optimistic or pessimistic? You have to choose one. I don't really speak one in a box like that. You know, do you know <laughs> that? Is this true about me? Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling, I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling pessimistic because, you know, I just feel like that a significant portion of 2021 is going to be similar to 2020. Not the whole thing. So that'll be something, but for a little while. So I am, you know why I think I'm being pessimistic because I'm afraid of optimism. (laughs) I'm afraid to feel, I'm afraid to feel joy. (laughs) I really am. I really am. I'm afraid to like hope too high and I'm afraid to like, I'm just, like you said, like I'm just coming in quietly and just trying not to like piss anyone off don't touch anything i'm not gonna touch a single thing okay i don't know what we did last time but i don't want to touch that thing again yeah i guess i'm feeling pessimistic in that way if if that's kind of a a way of feeling but um i guess it's just cautious pessimism cautious 
cautious optimism. I don't know. It's what glasses no, have You know what? I think a lot of people that will resonate with them because I think that there's definitely always a hope for some optimism, but there's like, I don't know what's going to happen here. And yeah, I think cautious, cautiously <laughs> proceeding. But the good news is this will be a year like none, on, none other. We have new things, new rules, new new ways to go about things. And that could be a really great thing. So I'm feeling pessimistic. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling optimistic. I was going to say, just hit us with your optimism. We know how you're feeling. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I do feel optimistic because if I had to choose one, that's where I would go anyway. Because I think that I like to enter things with optimism, but I don't. I don't want to dismiss the fact that you're probably right. A lot of the beginning of twenty one will be like it's not going to be like at midnight. Like things don't just like bam, it's a whole new different. Like you're not a whole new person. Like things have not changed overnight. And I think it's like a weird thing that we think is going to happen when the clock strikes midnight, but that's just not what happens. It is not in fitness, in the spread of viral infections and, and anything. So I think that we are going to make of this year what we can and I think that this episode is really going to give you some great ideas on how to maximize this year, despite the fact that it may not look like other years. But what an opportunity. Here she goes. Here she goes. We were getting there. Oh, Lord. Here she goes. She can't even help herself. Yeah. No, but I just think that we have this idea in our mind of what a new year looks like. And for a lot of us, it like involves starting, you know, a fitness regimen or committing to getting some more fitness in or changing some things about the way we eat and making resolutions. And that is a great thing because it's a great time of year for it. But this year is going to look a little bit different for what's available you know, resource wise to make those adjustments. And I just think that failed to, what, do, what is it again? <laughs> yeah, let's be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. That's our motto. Be prepared. Yeah. So we just, this, the idea of this podcast is to look at the reality of the situation and be prepared for what the opportunities we have in front of us and that they may not look the same. And we, a lot of us are going to need help navigating that. And that's why we're here. That was why we come on to talk to you guys and help navigate that for you. That's exactly it. I just want to say one thing before we go on how we're going to approach the new year. I just want to say a question to you. What was your favorite thing about 20? My favorite thing about 20? That's a hard one. Mm -hmm. I think my favorite thing about 20 was creating my garage gym I was gonna say I was gonna say if you want to know what your answer is it's making your garage gym it really is because I feel like that was a, a significant obstacle that was presented with all of our gyms being closed and that causes a lot of anxiety for me and what I was like able to do with that information and then make what I've made from it, I think is like, not only like, okay, that's really functional and awesome, but I feel like a lot, like a sense of pride for like what I've been able to create there. Totally. In a space. There. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and a it's space yours. that I'm like, okay, yeah, I can like take care of it. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was it. 
And that's a project that I, I'm not a, I'm not, we talked about this in one of our podcasts, but I'm not like a, so much of a project finisher. <laughs> a project starter. Yes. A completer. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. And I did a lot of completing when it came to my garage gym. So I, I feel good about that. Thank you. Well, do you want to say your fave? Yeah. I, uh, my favorite thing about 20 was, um, in retrospect, of course, as everything is, this was a year where, um, we were sort of slated to send my son to more daycare sort of classroom settings. And cause he turned three in February and, you know, he had been going to a couple of days a week of daycare for like socialization, but we were going to up it and, you know, really get him in the classroom going and get him ready for, you know, preschool and stuff. And obviously that came completely crashing down and it ended up being that he was staying home with me all the time. And at first I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but looking back on it, I'm like really glad because, um, this is, I don't know, it's sort of, it's sort of the, he's turning four next year. And, and it's sort of the end of like a really little kind of like toddler with all their things that happened to them and the, you know, huge amounts of crying over the blue cup versus the red cup and stuff. And it's very challenging, but it's also very rewarding. And I feel like, you know, I would have sort of shipped them off and um, I would have kind of missed a lot of that. And in retrospect, I'm actually really glad that we got stuck together <laughs> for nine <laughs> months in a row every day for 24 hours a day because yeah. I got to see a lot of things that maybe I wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what a, great, what a great, yeah, that is so rad. <laughs> my dude. Mom my best friend. <laughs> What's that? And he still thinks you're his best friend. Well, you are. Oh my God, I know. <laughs> well, he just, you know what is so funny? Because he just started like watching movies and like sort of getting the storyline and stuff. And like, he just sort of started getting that people have like girlfriends and like loves. He calls them their lady love. That's what he, mm -hmm. <laughs> so when he asks me things like, oh, is Jasmine Aladdin's lady love? And I'm like, yes. Like, so I'm trying to explain, you know, I'm dad. Daddy's lady love and stuff like that. And I said, who's your lady love? And he goes, you mama. <laughs> of course. So, you know, I'm still his lady love. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that. And I know that once Those he are goes good to preschool, <laughs> he's going to have like, Shaylee's going to be his lady love. And I'm going to be like, oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of glad we got this year together to, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the last little bit. Anyways, I really am excited about this topic because I have been like waking up in the middle of the night being like, how are we going to help people that want to start a fitness New Year's resolution, but have so many seemingly obstacles in their way that aren't there on normal years? Like, first of all, starting this is hard in normal years, right? We can just get down with that. And then this year, we have the fact that your typical run-of-the-mill, like, okay, I'm going to go to, you know, a gym. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to take a friend. We're going to go and check it out together and get some new leggings. And Well, we know the class. It's like the classes are always 
over overflowed. They're they're at capacity right after the new year because a lot of people sign up for classes going into there. I'm going to take Zumba. I'm going to take this class. And that's their way of setting their routine in place because they have that structured class time that they might go to, or even just like those specific times at the gym. You, they just get very busy at that time, but that's not going to be the case this year. Yeah. And it's, I've just been like, I'm telling you, I'm like waking up in the middle of the night being like, what are people going to do? How are they going to make this happen and set these routines in place and without the gyms being open or gyms that are open having extreme capacity limits. So like, I mean, we all know what the gym looked like in January regularly. It's hard to get equipment and stuff. You want to talk about if they have a capacity? I mean, we're not going to be able to have a lot of people signing up and new people in there. And a lot of people are just not in a position where they can even risk going to a gym. So there is, it's just such a different year. And I feel like it's, we really, really owe it to you guys to sort of map out some possible ways in which we can overcome some of these obstacles because it can happen and you can set killer fitness goals for your new year and you can crush them and make 2021 your bitch. But, um, the first thing we need to do is look at these obstacles in a different way. Yeah. And I think this is something that we can notice about ourselves when we're presented with something that we would like to do, that we would like to accomplish that aligns with our goals, that are aligns that aligns with the person that we want to become. Because I think when we enter a new year, a lot of times we look at who we are and the person that we want to be. And then we try and make several adjustments all at once to bring those two things closer together, to shorten the gap between those two. And Oftentimes, when we see something that aligns with our goals and the person that we want to be, we immediately go to the obstacles as to why that hasn't happened already and why it can't happen. And this is especially prevalent when it comes to fitness because we are, but it carries in every aspect of your life, but we are very conditioned to see what the obstacles are in front of us. And it's very easy to pinpoint them, especially this year. Gyms are closed. I don't have any equipment at home. I don't have all of the support that I need. I don't have the energy. I don't have the motivation. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. And what I would like to challenge with this mindset is if you find yourself reason, like naming all of the reasons why you can't when you are presented with something that you want to do, I think you should stop right there. And ultimately, we're going to give you some ideas and some tools in this podcast to overcome some of those obstacles because I'm not saying they're not real. They are very real obstacles, but your response to obstacles is the most important thing. It's way more important than the obstacle itself. Oh my God, that is so incredibly true. It's like the obstacle, obstacles, the hardships, like those are constants. Like those are things we can always count on being there. But I think that the difference between someone who Air Bunnies is successful in meeting their goal and someone who isn't, isn't the amount of obstacles or the, the height of the mountain or anything like that. It's just really their response to obstacles. And I think that we, we really, when we, when we rolled out the new calendar for our girls in our group for 
the movement calendar for 2021, we saw this in a big way, is that a lot of people went immediately to the, uh-oh, but I don't have equipment. Is this going to need equipment? Or like different, just that kind of like that mindset that we're trained on to sort of be like, okay, immediately, let me lay out all the problems here. And it's okay if you do, I do this all the time. Mark is famous for this. He immediately mm-hmm. lists all of this. If you're a six, you're going to do Yeah. Oh my God, because you're all about risk awareness. So it, you're going to lay out all the risks involved in it. You don't, it's not that you shouldn't do that, but it's how you perceive those obstacles um, as barriers that are stopping you or as something that you need to build a bridge so you can get over and starting to look for those tools to build that bridge. Yeah. And I would just suggest if you, if you have named something fitness wise and it, and it comes out and you say, well, I don't have equipment or I don't have this. And I, and you immediately go to that. I would just suggest you pause in that moment, take note of it, Take note of the that you just went to all the reasons why you can't. And then just say, maybe out loud, I'll figure it out. This is a really powerful statement that empowers you. Even if you don't believe it, I'll figure it out. Because ultimately you will figure it out. One way or the other, you're going to figure it out. So the <laughs> the difference there is saying like, I'm now going to focus on solutions instead of the problem. And I believe this was um, Tony Robbins quote. I'm pretty sure. I, I always say it all the time. I'm pretty sure it's him. Where where focus goes, energy flows. And I like repeat some of that like for I me. Lo- I love that. Yeah. Because if you're focusing on all the reasons why you can't, you're, you're feeding all that energy. But if you decide that I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to focus my energy on what I can do to figure it out, the possibilities become so much more. And I've seen this with a lot with women in our group who have said, I don't have equipment. But they show up with some things, man. They show up with their laundry detergent to do a workout, a backpack filled with things, kids, like things they find outside, like logs outside, they're jumping on top of them. Where you look around, you all of a sudden see opportunity instead of obstacles. And I would really like to widen that lens for a lot of people. If you're listening to the podcast, you've already taken a first step because you said, I want my brain food. <laughs> like, I want to widen my lens and start to see where there is opportunities. And if we feed some of that energy there, you'll start to see them. Yes. Feed the energy that you want to come back to you. And exactly like you said, when you're, you always say like, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. So you control where you're putting that focus. And if it's towards solutions, it it really does open up so many possibilities. So, okay, the gyms are closed. What are we going to do to make sure that we can have the resolutions and we can maximize this time of the year because there is something special about January. Even in a pandemic, there's something new, there's something fresh, there's some hopefulness about January. That's why people set resolutions now. So if you feel like you want to ride that wave, first of all, don't wait. Don't let anything say, well, maybe, maybe when the pandemic gets better and maybe when the gyms reopen, if you feel a wave of like January is hitting me and I really want to make a change, ride it. So 
tip number one to help you ride this wave. I think the number one most important thing, you have to have a workout plan. It's like a must. And I say this in non-pandemic times. That's what I was going to say. Like, even if your gym is open, you need a plan. <laughs> like, your gym is open, nothing close for you, you need a plan. <laughs> I freaking have done this so many January 1st where I have been like, I'm, I'm going to go back to the gym this year. I'm going to do it. Okay. So I get my leggings, I get my friend, and I show up and I've got this big plan that I'm going to, you know, I'm going to sign up for the gym. And then all the signing up is done. And then they're like, okay, you're unleashed on the gym. And I'm like, so you want to like go to the treadmills or, and then I end up circling, which that like feeds my anxiety. Cause I'm like, everybody's watching me. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have a plan. I don't know where anything is. And that, and then I'm like, I should just get out of here, you know? But in reality, um, had I got in with a piece of paper that said like first this, then this, then this, I would have felt so much more confident. And that is going to be the case for even this year where you may be outside of the gym, because the fact is you're not going to show up in your basement every day and make out, make a work out for yourself right on the spot. You're just not going to do that. Mm-mm. And you really, you just really shouldn't. <laughs> and just please don't, don't write your own prescriptions. Don't. <laughs> no, I mean, don't it's not going to get you the best results, of course, but like even just for sustainability sake, you just don't have the kind of knowledge or creativity to show up every day and be like, okay, I'm going to write myself a workout. Like you need to have a plan. You need to have something that you can follow. Well, it's like going through a destination you've never been before, right? And like not turning on your GPS, not even printing out Google Maps. Like you got no map. You're just going to drive around and hope you end up at this house you've never been to. Like, um, <laughs> that's me circling not. the treadmills. I'm just like, yes. where mm-hmm. am I going and why am I here? So a couple of different options for um, plans this year. First of all, we have our free movement calendar, which is coming out in our Facebook group. It is a month worth of, yes, it is a, oh, you're right. Sorry. You're right. It's a month worth of daily things. This is seven days a week of things that you can do to um, get on track with your fitness goals. So that's great. That's free. Then TTSL is having a free two-week trial starting the first week in January. So like if you've been thinking about trying TTSL daily, it's going to be free. So what the heck? Give it a shot. Of course, we have our ebook. And then like there's so gyms have gotten so creative with like the virtual classes. If you love Zumba, you can find a class online. You absolutely can. Yeah. If you love kickboxing, you can find one. Like gyms have, I just love, I love gyms and gym owners because they are so adaptable and they really have taken this pandemic and they have just like adjusted and gone like, well, if we can't be here in person, I'll train you virtually or, you know, I'll run this class virtually. And so I think that there is so many options, but someone else setting the plan for you imperative, I think, to your success. Absolutely. Our second tip would be to get a buddy or community. And honestly, um, 
I feel everything's better with a friend anyway, but especially when it comes to things that might be hard and that you need to stay consistent with. If you have another person that kind of carries the load on days that you're not, you're not really bringing it all. <laughs> you're not really, you're not really coming in full energy. If you have a community or a buddy that you're starting with, it is always just making it better. And honestly, because we're not, you know, you may not be getting together with people. That just means you can get together. You have like someone that you're talking to. You can do a Zoom workout together. I know one thing that I had started doing because it's not so much like the fitness that I won't show up for, but it's yoga and like stretching and like <laughs> the calming things that I know are beneficial to me as a human. They're be they're so much more beneficial to me. They lower my anxiety. They help me out. They and like I'm, after I leave, I'm like, this feels better. Why don't I do this more? And I just don't do it. But if I set a time on Thursdays at four o'clock and I'm doing yoga with someone on Zoom, and we're both just playing it on our things, but we're doing it together. You know, we, me and Rachel had set up our phones and literally did a yoga session together. Rory kind of like interrupted it a little. <laughs> oh my God. If you, I just but, wanted to give you a good look into the future, if you ever have children, how you'll never freaking be able to do another yoga workout in peace. There you go. <laughs> That's my experience sharing with you today. You'd have to do it early in the morning if you don't want people to jump on you during yoga. Yes, very and early. And you even do kid yoga too. Like you found uh, other like... I know, I do kid yoga with him, ways. but let's be honest, it's not freaking the same. No, it's definitely not. And especially not like for you personally. God, <laughs> because you're always like... Yeah. But grab a buddy to do this with. And if you have a whole community to do it, that's even better. That's part of the reason why we started our Facebook group is to have that community. And that's great because even if you're not feeling it one day and you don't even have the – sometimes you don't have the energy to even reach out to another person, but you could scroll. Scroll in the Facebook group. Yes. Sometimes it. scrolling is, is all that you need. Yeah. Like you can't like, you can't like get the energy to reach out to that person and be like, Hey, are you motivated today? Cause I'm not getting it. You can just like scroll and see the other, see some of the other girls and they share their experiences and they share their struggles, their PRs, whatever. And you say like, okay, I can do it. Janine yeah. got up today. I can do it too. It's such a passive way of, that's why I sort of like that larger community in like a fitness group or something like that is because it's a really passive way that you can participate in the awesomeness, even on days where you're not. And sometimes you didn't even plan to get inspired, but you do anyway. Mm -hmm. yeah, something will true. pop up and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> the third tip is that I really, really want to punch home that you, I can't recommend this enough. And this is in regular years too. You need to choose something that you love. Now, when we're trying to make a positive change in our life, one of the most important things is that somewhere within you, there is a passion for that thing. Now, you don't need to know it right off the bat and stuff, but like 
here's the example I use is I used to do this to myself all the time. I really have never liked running. And I used to every year, January 1st, be like, you know what, this is the year that I'm going to, I'm going to make myself like running. And I live in Massachusetts, guys. It's freaking cold in January. There's ice on the ground. This was not set up for me to have success. I don't like being cold. It's not really super safe to run on ice. And I, and like, I don't like running. So I I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get out there every morning and run. And then I freaking wouldn't, of course, because I didn't have a true love for it. And because the conditions weren't really set up in which I could develop a love for it. So I ended up with all these excuses. So I just think that it may not be the right time for a complete overhaul and to make yourself into someone completely new. Instead, like, dude, general life is hard enough right now. Let's not try to overhaul our whole personalities. If you have a part of fitness that you really are drawn to, it, this is supposed to be the best hour of your day. Go get it. If you love dancing, go get you some dancing classes. If you love lifting weights or you think like somewhere deep down inside you, there's like a lion down there that like really loves lifting weights and wants to roar and stuff. You just haven't met her yet. Like go try it. I'm not saying don't try new things. I definitely think you should try new things, but it should be something that you think that you are a good match for and that you've been wanting to do and is down there wanting to come out. Yeah. Try it out. Like if you find like, oh, I'm intrigued by this thing, like give it a whirl. Absolutely. We need more joy in our lives right now. And fitness and working out should bring that to you. It should not be, I mean, of course, there are going to be some days where you're like trudging and out of bed and going, this is really not the number one thing I want to do today and habits holding you. But if you have that love for it deep down, once you start, it's going to feel great. But I think that that needs to be intact in there rather than sort of forcing it for something that like running. No, <laughs> I am trying. I don't know. <laughs> no, I hear you. I wanted to add something that was kind of like a side note to that. <laughs> there was like a side note to that, like a little bit off topic, but not so much. When it comes to like choosing something that you love, I would just like to note that like a lot of us start January 1st in our fitness journey with hating our body and wanting to change it. And like it starts from a place of like hate and shame and self-loathing. And I'd really just like to like notice and challenge that idea of where you start. If you start from a place of hatred for your body and now I will punish it and become a new person, I'd really like to just like just sidestep that a little bit and start with something like I love myself enough to put effort and energy into making my life the best, healthiest, happiest life that I can, that I can strive for. And I don't hate the person that I am. I don't hate, <laughs> thank you. I don't hate the body that I'm in. I, I may not be totally in love with where it's at right now in its finished journey, but I love myself enough to try something right now. And it's not from a place of hate. Isn't it funny too? I mean, when you look at anything that's successful, I don't think anyone that has done anything successful has been anywhere successful. I don't think that they would ever say they started their journey out of a supreme hate 
for what they were trying to change. That just doesn't breed success. It's a passion that lights the fire for all success. It's it's a love of something that you just go like, I love this so much. I want to work on it. And it makes me passionate to get out of bed every day. And it makes me keep pushing when I really don't want to. It's a, it's love that is so much stronger than hate. And when you, so if, if nothing else, if you really truly want to be successful long-term statistics say that you will do it if you are doing it from a place of love rather than from a place of hate of your body. So I think I, I could, I mean, I freaking slow clapped you. I, I love, love that you said that because it's, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that'll be a new start for us, this one. And ignore all of the, <laughs> the naysayers that say, change who you are right now. <laughs> all right, tip number four, work with what you have. So this is a really, really important one because this is where your energy comes into play, right? Like what you will see in front of you with what you have. So if you don't have a garage set up, there's no need to throw all your fitness goals out the door because you have a lack of equipment, it's a really important time to get creative. And I also don't think, which I think this could happen at the beginning of January, is that a lot of people are like, well, I don't have a setup and I don't have a gym. I'm going to pour a ton of money into all of these equipment and that's the first thing I'm going to do. And I would just like to like red light that a little bit because unless it's a brand new outfit that's going to make you feel awesome, you do not need a ton of equipment to get started. You need your body is the machine. You are the machine. <laughs> and just because you see workouts that have, you know, some some weight involved or some type of, you know, other apparatus, like something that is there, doesn't mean you can't modify around that. And doesn't mean it's still going to be an amazing workout modified around that, especially focused on where your fitness level is right now. Okay? Like, Air squats, getting a good air squat may be the exact amount of fitness that you need right now. Getting to the ground and getting back up for a burpee can be the exact amount of fitness that you're working with right now. Like doing push-ups literally needs nothing, but a lot of the times we need to start with an elevation. You got a counter, you got a wall. Like that's the thing, coffee table. Those are the things that we can really look around and say like, a ton of body weight movements can happen. Common household items can be used and doubled as equipment. And it's, as we've seen, you know, over the last year that this has been really creative, but like filling a backpack with some cans can serve as a really great weight or like anything around the house, like getting some laundry detergent that you already have or anything that's around can be used as a weight and can like double in really quickly. So I just want to pot like have everyone like just pause from thinking like I can't because I don't have a ton of equipment or I need to buy all this equipment. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I guarantee you we can get a great workout in consistently with almost nothing at all. Yeah. And the equipment needed for the kind of functional fitness that is going to help you in your everyday life is definitely minimal. The space needed even even is minimal as well. Like if you're looking at your space and going like, I'm in an apartment, like where am I going to put a gym set up or something? You don't even need a ton of space. So we can work with what you have and body weight movements and constantly varied formats and just getting that heart rate up. 
That brings me to the next tip. And I think this one is really important. And, and I want everybody to really pause on this for a second. Please don't compare this to other years. That is so not fair. <laughs> Please don't look at this year and say like, well, last January, I went to the gym every single day um, until March and I lost 15 pounds and I, I crushed all these things that I, all these fitness goals that I wanted. This is not every other year. And to treat it as if it is, is such an incredible disservice to you and the hardships that you faced this year. I don't think it's fair to just, I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to you. I don't think it's fair to anyone around you to stack it up against other years. It's not other years. And we need to take that as, and hold that thought for a second and say like, okay, maybe it's not going to be this bang up start that I've had in past years with all this access to equipment and personal trainers and classes that, you know, I went to with all my friends and stuff. Okay. So maybe it's not that, but this year is unique in its own way that it has put to the forefront how much we need health and fitness, right? Like if yes. there's no other year. If that message was not loud and clear. I don't know what was. <laughs> this is one thing. There's, I mean, there's other years where we're like, oh, you know, I really need to get healthy. I really health need to important. get to my family. Yeah. Health is important, but has health ever been more important than when you're staring down a pandemic? When you are looking at these kind of conditions, it's so prevalent to you that the most important thing is and has always been health. Nothing else matters without it. Your job doesn't matter without it. Your stressors don't matter without it. Your house doesn't matter without it. Everything comes second to your health. And we're just, as a society, this year, we, ha I don't think I can remember another year where, as a society, we've been so stress-ridden or so anxious. I mean, these are things that movement can help. <laughs> so, like... Yes, it's not, it doesn't have maybe the possibilities that other years have had with regards to access to all of these things, right? But you have this deep-seated need to put your health first this year, and you also have this deep-seated need to help yourself have a physical release and have some feel-good hormones because we are freaking stressed. And so as if those are the only things that make this year unique, I mean, that's something where we've been shown really how precious your life is and how important health is in playing a role in that. Yeah. And I just like to say, like, on top of that is when you look back at 2020 and you decide if you had reached your goals that you set, I think a lot of people on their new years, they, I know a lot of people that I know have had their, this is what, you know, they look back at what they did on January 1st, 2020 and see if they accomplished or what they did and didn't accomplish during that year and then reset for 2021. And I think like, I'm sure you guys have thought of this, but if you needed to hear it from one more person, I hope it's me. Please look back on that with some goddamn kindness, <laughs> like in some grace for the things that have happened around you out of your control and the obstacles that you've had to overcome that you didn't know about when you were writing down your 2020 goals. 
you didn't know as you were jotting them down and finding the motivation and what was going to happen, you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, we never do, but this year more than ever. So I think just when you look back on the year and you say like, did I do everything I wanted to do? Well, just like take a breath and realize you did the best you could. You (laughs) You did did the absolute best you could. Yes. And you know what? That was good enough. And that is um, what I what I want you to do again this year. You know, don't compare it. Do the best you freaking can and use the small gift that we've been given of motivation to make sure that preventable illness and disease don't ever come in our way again of living us life and health and fitness is the start to that. And I don't think we were ever going to have a year that's as motivating in that area as this one. Right. Oh, and you had one more. He's <laughs> like, I was like, let's well, we do something. Go past five. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to go past five, but if I could just add a little, this isn't number six, but if it just wants not number it's five and a half. <laughs> Five and a half. I just wanted to suggest that you cleanse your social media of anything that makes you feel bad. That anything that makes you feel bad about your body or contributing to an unhealthy mindset with your body, I I just see it do this a lot. And even if you think it's not affecting you, it really is. If you are watching something on social media and you leave feeling worse about yourself, it might be just time to remove that for now from for from you from getting in and like making you feel those feelings i'm not good enough i'm i'm not that i'm not her i'm not this just cleanse it <laughs> for a little bit i have a really good example of this that you brought up earlier and i didn't realize until after but when this all first started and um my son was going to stay home with me i like started following all these mom bloggers and all these amazing moms who are um, homeschooling and just like, you know, crushing the mom game seemingly through whatever platform I'm absorbing them on. Um, I don't see the other 23 hours of their day, but um, I'm taking that small snippet and I'm going, oh my God, she's the mom I want to be. Right. So I started with like the, this, like, I'm going to follow everyone and then I'm going to implement all these things and I'm going to be the greatest stay at home mom ever of all time. My son's going to know Mandarin by the time the pandemic's over. And you know what I realized a couple months in, all that was doing was making me feel horrible. Now, these women were great. They had great suggestions. They, I'm sure, are great moms. And all their content was was so great. But all it was doing was making me have these huge fails where, like, I would try their thing and my son would, like, throw the macaroni against the wall. And then I'd spend all (laughs) night being like, is he normal? Cause her kids didn't do that. Why can't my kids sit and do an activity? And like her kids seemed so much more advanced. And like when she was sitting there, she had her hair and makeup done and I literally had pajamas on and I smelled like coffee. (laughs) And I just, I, it's, it started into this whole weird world of comparison. And a couple of months ago, I unfollowed all of those mom thing, whatever 
goal moms that I followed in the beginning. And it was very painful because I was like, I'm going to miss out all my ideas. But ever since then, you know what? Me and Rory have been having so much better days because I don't have all the pressure on my shoulders of like recreating someone else's life. I just live my own. And it's like really freeing. And I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know how that, I think it sort of ties into like the same thing that people do when they like follow a bunch of fitspo models and like, I'm going to get my body to look like that and body goals and everything. It's like, maybe you don't realize it, but subconsciously when you go and work out and you walk by a mirror and you, and you don't see what <laughs> another person, you don't see <laughs> another person, which of course you're not going to, why was I thinking that that mom's kid was going to like, be like transposed into my life and become my son, which he never was, but like, it still made me feel bad. And, and I think that we can really save ourselves from comparison, which is the thief of joy by removing that shit. Yeah. It's not making you feel good. Let's just get it out. Let's just, let's just get it out of there. It can be really hard, but if it's not making you feel good, it's not bringing you joy. Let's just get it out. So those are our 5.5 tips for entering 2021 to make it the best year ever. And just starting out your 2021 strong and in the way that works for you with what you have in front of you. Yeah. So if you're interested in any of the free stuff we have going on to make sure that you have a written plan for you every single day, movement calendar, get in our Facebook group, Fitness Programming by CBG. It's free. We also have our free two-week trial of TTSL. You can get links in our Facebook group for that and our ebook. And just, just get a plan and do what you love and just give yourself some grace because you're doing a great job. You got this. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, head over to the Facebook group and take part in our free weekly workouts for a chance to win some badass gear. Search Fitness Programming by CVG on Facebook. We're in there every day. It's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. See you next week. Crush your goals.